Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. You are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, my good friend, Brett. Hey, Brett, hey. how are you doing this morning? Yeah, going really, really well. Oh. Yeah, a bit sore. Had another big workout session yesterday. Ah, it was good. Okay, so your weekends are consisting of going to church and working out. Pretty much, yeah. Sunday boot camp. That's awesome. Saturday worship, yeah. That, praise God, man. I kind of had a similar thing. I had definitely Saturday worship, was really blessed at uh, college church or university church here in Avondale. Mm. But then I yesterday we had a birthday party, Ooh. and for that birthday party we went down to like Sydney, like Penrith. We went to the Cable Park, which is like where it's like a big loop and you get towed mm. along the loop and you ride a wakeboard, and you, like, hit jumps and stuff. Nice. And I am sunburned. I have, like, wristband tans on both (laughs) of my arms. Like, my face is red. I'm, like, cooked, bro. I'm chewy now. Like, I'm cooked and chewy. And just, yeah, it's... it's, uh, Still kicking goals, but a bit more tenderly, so it's not to agitate the sunburn. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Like, it was a great time. Shout out my friend Kate. It was her birthday. We had an amazing (laughs) time. Really good group down there. But, like... I'm so sore. I'm so sore. Mm. Like, I'm sunburnt, but also, dude, classic, like, wakeboarding as well. Like, just getting pulled along in the thing and, mm. and crashing and, you know, face planting and that yeah. stuff. Like, it's it's so fun, but you come out of it, like, just feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> just feel it. And I feel yeah, like okay. the funnest things you do, you usually come out of it, you know, feeling some kind of way. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, we were talking before the uh, the show started, we were talking about, about gel blasting. Yeah, uh, you know, good fun. Oh, man, so much. Like, one of the funnest activities out, but mm. definitely come out of it always feeling a bit battered and bruised. So, <laughs> But, hey, oy, good weekends. We'd love to hear from you as well, what you got up to over the weekend, how it was a blessing to you. Well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be talking about monkeys and freedom and in freedom in scotland we are mm. going to be talking about ooh, some heavier news as well coming out of korea and germany we are also going to be doing an amazing interview with mm. some of the members of lineage so you'll have to listen out for that and getting into our bible study in the psalm you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Brett, hey, what is our first quiz question for today? Uh, Yes, so this is a true or false question. Mark's gospel, the gospel of Mark, begins, in the beginning was the word. Okay. So is that how it begins? Does Mark's gospel, the gospel of Mark, begin with the lines, the line, in the beginning was the word? That's true or false? True or false. So, guys, it's a T or an F. That's mm. all you need to send in at 0491-064-669. What is our prize for this week? Our prize for this week is food as medicine, cooking oh, for your best health. Oh, this is banger book. This yeah. is so good. So we're talking about it's an award-winning 400-page recipe book, and it's not just an exciting cookbook. It is a blueprint for eating your way to good mm. health. So, like, we're talking, there are 150 plant-based recipes. Um, they've got these health-promoting properties. It is a really good buy, a really good win, I should mm. say, in this case. You know how you so, know a book is good? Mm. This book in particular, it's it's good because if you read it, you'll bless people. Yeah. And if you okay. hit someone with it, it'll hurt them. Mm. Like, so it's it's <laughs> it's it's got fantastic information in it. But it's also, it's big and heavy. It's a good weapon. Yeah, okay. so, but yeah. don't obviously don't use it like that. It's also no. an amazing coffee table piece. This book is incredible. Mm. Uh, I have multiple friends who have this book. I, you know, go over to their places, always get served from the 
awesome yeah. food. Well, cookbooks are always a win because you can yeah. like you can taste and see if the actual stuff in the book bears fruit, right? Yeah, you, you know you know pretty easy sure. if it's deceived or not, so it's good. And if you really don't like cooking, it just <laughs> looks good on the coffee table. Oh, 100%. And you know you you just you know people can see that and be blessed by that. So mm. so hey, it's a fantastic prize today. Again, true or false? Mark's gospel begins with "In the beginning was the word." True mm. or false? Let us know. Zero four nine one. 064669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Brett, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Well, you know that I like funny animal stories, and I think those oh, can be good news. Right. Funny animals um, are just the best. In this case, there mm-hmm. was a monkey, a Japanese macaque mm-hmm. from um, the Scottish Highlands. Okay. Who has actually managed to escape, or did escape. Uh-huh. Has now been returned, retrieved, after a five-day rampage. But I, I just think that, um, I, I think this monkey must have seen Braveheart. Oh, you really? know, like he wanted freedom. I think so. You yeah. know, like they can take our lives, but they can't take our freedom. Yeah, you know, that that William Wallace inspired drive. Yeah, yeah, powerful. Okay, <laughs> so so this, so this thing has gotten out there on a ramp. Okay, that always worries me when I hear that word, like monkeys and rampages. Yes. And but what did that look like? Well, in this case, it looks like in this part of Scotland, a lot of people leave out peanuts in their bird feeders, mm. which you know, for monkeys. Even though they're not birds, right. that a, is that is appealing. What is it? What a treat! You yeah, know, absolutely. it's just like smorgasbords of meals everywhere. Mm. It's brilliant. Um, and so this monkey apparently um, gorged himself, basically bird feeder um, a bird feeder. Yeah, his name's Honshu. So Honshu <laughs> went bird feeder yes. to bird feeder. He he was well fed on peanuts. The zoo mm-hmm. were worried that he'd lose some weight being on the run for so long. But no, if anything, it went the other way. May. Uh, <laughs> So, Honshu had a pretty good time. He went all around getting these peanuts out of his bird feeders, and eventually um, he was caught because he was trying to nick some leftover Yorkshire pudding that had been left out also in a bird feeder. (laughs) And... um, This this lady, this local lady named Stephanie Bunyan, uh, was able to alert authorities. They came and tranquilized Honshu, and they returned him uh, to his prison. But not before he went all around the Highlands, just like William Wallace, inspiring freedom. That's powerful. No, I love that. Like, imagine what would your reaction be? You're in your your home, mm. and you look out the back window to the you know to the to the veranda. Mm. And you see, like, a full-on Japanese macaw just hanging out out there. Like, yeah. it would be shocking. <laughs> like, what, what do you do with that? That's, That's because we don't get them around here. They're definitely not local in Australia. I, like, I'm not Scottish, but I can yeah. presume my initial reaction would be like, Oi, all right, that's, that's a funny-looking bird <laughs> But I, uh, beyond that, um, I'd probably be like, oh no, there's a monkey in my yard. Oh no, there's a monkey in my yard, lad. <laughs> I don't know how good my Scottish accent is, but I'm doing my best. That's uh, so good. Oh no. <laughs> so oh no. Good. Yeah, so this this monkey, and then they tranked him, took him home. They took him home, yeah. and now he's all good. And yeah, as I mentioned, the zoo's reported that, you know, he hasn't lost any weight. Uh, he's yeah. been consuming, uh, their words were, quite a lot of peanuts. Yeah. Um, during the past five days. Mm. And now they're, they're reintroducing him back into his group, you know, slowly yeah. at first, just to make sure that there's no rivalries after is, his departure. Uh, this makes me nervous, because this is the foundation, really, for a monkey uprising. Yeah. Because if he comes back into the group and communicates to them, like, hey, guys, it's so much better. It's so much better out mm. there. That's worrying. Yeah. Honshu could be the next William Wallace, yeah. but of the monkeys. <laughs> but of the mo- yeah. this is some Planet of the Apes type stuff. That, yeah. that makes me nervous. Yeah. Anyways. Well, uh, in other news, though, uh, slightly more serious news, mm-hmm. um, we've talked on the show before about Pakistan's pretty contentious election, and I'm not going to get into the bad side of that, but the long story short is that um, there's a few parties, but the big players are um, Imran Khan, 
who's mm. currently in prison. He's, yes. he's been the leader of Pakistan several times. Yes. And, um, of course, there is also, uh, let me just double-check the name of the opposition leader. Mm. Uh, yeah, we talked about Imran Khan and despite his prison... Nawaz Sharif, that's it. Is, is, despite Imran Khan's, you know, prison sentence, he's like... Mm. A front runner in, yeah. in the race, like he's doing yeah. really well. And if he gets elected, then they'll just let him out and he'll rule. Yeah, the country. well, it's been this tense election, and recently there's been some some actual admissions of election fraud. So that that's wow. not the good news side of it. Um, so I won't spend too much time on that. But mm. election fraud, like one of the people in charge of actually ensuring election integrity, this one commissioner over there resigned, and as part of his resignation, admitted, "Yeah, I was interfering with the election." Really? Um, some think it was a political stunt. But, yeah, others are saying, no, that's evidence that he was. Mm. In any case, um, this one guy, Hafiz Naim Rahman, forgive mm. my pronunciation, um, he's from this mainstream party, the Islamist Jamaat-e-Islami party. Mm. Um, he actually was going for this seat in Karachi, seat 129, imaginatively mm. named. Um, and he he seemed to win. He earned more than 26,000 votes, and his opponents seemed to earn 11,000. Mm. But... Um, after some of this stuff came out, he went and looked at some of the data, and there was a point in the tally that his opponent's score, his opponent's vote count, was reduced from 31,000 to 11,000, mm. just very abruptly at the end. Wow. And so in a pretty rare movement for politicians, because, you know, politics is a competitive sort of dog-eat-dog yeah, dog business, um, Hafiz actually stepped down. He said, nope, I don't want to win the election unfairly mm. uh, if my opponent has won then he has won. And so, yeah, he, he won, he celebrated his victory, but then he stepped down, which is, I, I thought that was good news just because it's unusual integrity in the very tense modern political world in general, but especially yeah. in very tense Pakistan where this yeah. election has been very contentious. Yeah, I think especially in a sense that, you know, elections are such a... Uh, there's such a build-up and such a run-up and such an investment that goes mm. into these kinds of things. And even if you didn't enable cheating, but you mm. won because of cheating, like, mm. you would still you say, oh, well, it wasn't my it wasn't my business, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. And you would take that win anyway. And stuff like that happens in the Olympics and whatnot. Oh, yeah. you know, there's always contention around, like, like in, in, in sport, like, you, despite maybe winning because of an unfair advantage, like, if you mm. weren't seeking that unfair advantage and you just got lucky, like... Why would you give it up? You know, like yeah. oh no, I still, I still won. Like that, that's that's a them problem. Yeah, rather and than a for political problem. parties, you know, especially in an election this contentious, like any seat counts. Yeah, and they're wanting to like keep their hold, but like seeing a bit of integrity, that's yeah. a good thing. And giving up potentially a once in a lifetime opportunity—that's the big thing. He might never run again. He might never, or if he runs, he might never win again. Yet he's like, hey. I don't need this seat if it came to me through ill-con gains. So that's really fantastic to hear a level of integrity amongst politicians that yeah. is seldom seen in the West, uh, in Australia, mm. in the United States, and whatnot. Again, Pakistan being the way it is, it does enable you know v mass and widespread corruption oh, versus course. there is a fair bit more scrutiny in the West regarding these yes. things. So it's very much more difficult to get away with. Mm. But it's fantastic to see that there are still people with a conscience and they're like, hey, it is. this isn't okay for me to yeah. be part of. No, it's a really, really good thing. Mm. And um, just to, as we wrap up, one final story just really quickly uh, is Childers, um, a, a, an aged care home in Childers, which is mm. in Queensland. It's near okay. Bundaberg, uh, fair, about um, four or five hours drive mm. north of Brisbane. Um, yeah, they've actually started this one aged care home, this Forest View Care it's called, has started um, introducing more hands-on and creative 
activities for their dementia patients to oh, try to stimulate and- the left side of their brain because yeah. the right side of the brain is the one most affected by dementia. Mm. And um, these include gel blasters, cup pong, and discos. They get they get to go gel blasting. They get to go gel blasting, which is pretty crazy. I That's thought like awesome. I, I didn't expect that, but it's it's actually having positive impacts. Like there's one resident who couldn't speak before and started speaking again after doing some of this stuff. Wow. And, and like people who were recluses in their room and are now coming out. It's pretty cool. So that that's a quick story, but a really cool one from Chilvers in Queensland. That's awesome. Nen's on a win streak in gel blasting and now <laughs> she's doing well again. That's, Absolutely. That is so epic. Oh, I love it. I love it when, you know, people are helping the elderly to do more mm. and enabling them to be more active. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are going to have our next quiz question. Yes, so King Saul and the Apostle Paul that was named Saul were both from which tribe? So the two Sauls in the Bible, which tribe were they from? Mm, Absolutely. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. Now, we have, it's a multiple choice here. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, an A, yes. B, C, or D. Is it A, Levi, B, Ephraim, C, Judah, or D, Benjamin? Mm. If you know the answer to that one, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. So we're looking at the birthplace of Saul and Paul. Is it A, Levi, B, Ephraim, C, Judah, or D, Benjamin? Now, mm. what is our amazing prize for this week? Uh, the very large and very heavy, as you pointed out in the last segment, food as medicine, cooking for your best help, oh, health by amazing. Sue Rad. Yeah, it's so this is a good book. It's a great vegetarian cookbook mm. with 100, um, 150 plant-based recipes, just mm. awesome stuff. Just, yeah, the yummiest food designed to be healthy, the best for our bodies. Mm. Um, well backed up by research. Yeah, it's it's a really, really good book and worth getting your hands on. So please, yeah, 0491 Send in your, quest, your answers to the question and go into the draw to win this awesome book. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Hey, we, I want to get into some news this morning. There are some, I would say, spicy sections of my news. So if, maybe if you have younger listeners, it might be uh, a bit of a tough listen. I'm talking particularly about abuse, mm. um, abuse and uh, abuse amongst children. So yeah, if you have some younger listeners and you think they're not maybe ready for that kind of thing, we're not getting too explicit or anything like mm. that, but just giving that forewarning. The Bible says this, Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20. It says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Mm. This is what the Bible says. We have this calling to represent Christ in all that we do. And as we represent Christ, we... Uh, you know, through our representation of him, we are calling people to come back to Jesus. Mm. And so it's obviously then there's a need for that representation to be positive, right? And and yeah. we talk about, oh, how is it that we witness to people? And we look at the Acts model of, of witnessing and that they spend time in the Word together and they spend mm. time in prayer together and they go house to house eating and breaking bread together. Mm. And, and it's like all of these positive things. But then there's also times where people represented Christ. And I think of Paul where he stood up and preached to the masses and he said potentially contentious things, but they were true. And he received persecution for them, but he thought, hey, my witness of Jesus Mm. is is worth my potential suffering and persecution. And despite his persecution, like he could still win people. My mind goes Mm. to say, Acts 17, he's in the... uh, 
he's in the Areopagus, and there are many of those in there, the the philosophers who are like who hear him out, and they say, "Man, this guy is dumb. <laughs> like he's he's talking nonsense." Mm. But there are those in the Areopagus who are like. And for that and for saying that, you know, if they have a bad opinion of the in the area of Pegasus, usually you don't get to spend much more time there. No. Uh, <laughs> but simultaneously, there are those who hear Paul's words and they're like, mm. hey, he's he has the truth and they follow. And, yeah. and he would get into even more contention situations. I think of Acts 16 where he's like mm. beaten and lashed in front of the city, thrown into the jail and he converts mm. the jailer or Acts 19 where they're in Ephesus and they're like all of mm. these different situations where we're called to represent Christ despite the circumstances, yes. but to represent him well. And what I see is that unfortunately, because of Christians actions misrepresenting God, it has brought more difficulties to being able mm. to represent God. And I want to start firstly with this uh, this story coming out of Germany. In Germany, they're going to be passing a bill. They're, they've got a proposed bill that they want to pass uh, that creates buffer zones around abortion clinics. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. you know, 13, uh, I believe it's 1310, uh, 14 or 131114. That's the number for Lifeline. If this is something that you personally struggle with, we want to advise mm. you and, and say, hey, talk to someone about this definitely. But in this case, here we see that these buffer zones are being created so that you can't pray with people outside of abortion clinics. You can't, uh, yeah, you can't hand out literature or distribute literature. But the mm. problem with this bill is how vague the language is. ADF, which is you know the a big Christian international organization that yeah. is defending Christian rights and whatnot uh, and freedom of speech, they've said it's it's just so it's so tough what this bill is trying to communicate to understand mm. it uh, because it's essentially saying it seeks to prevent actions, the bill um, that the government deems confusing or disturbing within 100 meters of such facilities. But that's wow. it. That's it. And uh, the, the lawyer, this German lawyer who is, uh, his name is Felix Bollmann. Mm. He is, you know, coming from ADF and explaining the problems with this bill is how vague it is. Mm. And he says, rather than causing, uh, rather than making things clear it just causes more confusion you know yeah. they have a problem with confusing people outside of abortion clinics this is causing even more confusion yeah, all sorts of things could count as that yeah. yeah absolutely but there was this line in interview with this particular lawyer that mm. really struck me he said the federal government wants to ban something but doesn't know what or why oh well wow. and that line really got to me because i started thinking like why would the government want to ban this like mm. they obviously support the act of abortion because it's legal mm. but why take away the ability for christians to potentially say something mm. why view christians in a way that their speech or their prayer or their actions need to be censored mm. uh, because they're seen as disturbing or confusing now in one sense you could say oh because Christians are trying to you know, stop people from sinning. And if they want to mm. sin, if they hold that in their heart, then, then yeah. Uh, you know, and this kind of uh, persecution came against Paul, as we brought up in Acts yeah. chapter 19. He was you know, preaching against Diana of the Ephesians or Artemis of the Ephesians. And because mm. you know, it was the silversmiths and the workers in that area, they're like, oh, we'll lose business. Mm. You know, and it was so their ill-gotten gains that they wanted to protect. Mm. And they saw Paul preaching against to stop him. They rose up a, uh, they rose up a, a tempest. They rose up a great, you know, uh, riot in the city to mm. stop him from doing so. But simultaneously on the other side, I think that Christians also haven't helped themselves 
in the past and in, and throughout history in looking like a better alternative. Yeah. In, there can be an aggressive side to it yeah. rather than trying to call people to repentance. Yeah. But but also safe as well. Hmm. And there was a particular story that came out of North Korea, or sorry, I should say South Korea, hmm. about North Koreans that really hit me and disturbed me and made me feel really upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that there's a South Korean pastor. His name is Chun Ki-won. Uh, he is hailed, he's 67 years old, and hailed as the Asian Schindler. Mm. And this is because he has done so much work in helping North Koreans defect. You know, so mm. Christian North Koreans who are struggling over in South Korea. Oh, sorry, up in North Korea. He's been helping them defect and come over to North Korea. But recently, he has been sentenced to prison. By the South Koreans. Mm. And it's like, well, how does that happen? Like, South Korea is very, very much in support of North Koreans defecting. If North Koreans come over and defect, like, they very much support this. So what did he get done for? It was found, um, and they did a full investigation, and there was lots of corroboration amongst victims and whatnot, that Mm. he was abusing children that wow. were coming over from North Korea because he was running a boarding house for these children oh, wow. in North Korea, uh, in South Korea who were defecting over for no- from North Korea and he had total influence over these children and his, you know, and, and again, like his reputation was so positive in the mm. community and it's like, wow, this person is really helping those in need mm. and then a story like this comes out that, oh, he was, he had done so much good but ultimately used his position to abuse children and so, you know, yeah, now not only his, his, repu- his reputation is in disre- disrepute, mm. uh, but also his organization as well. Of course. And something yeah. that I think, you know, and again, this boarding house, many people were working for it. Many people were on side of, I, I think, a positive mission. Mm. It's just the actions of the mm. leader here who has put the whole mission and organization into disrepute. Yeah. And so... and where there's many testimonies of North Koreans who have gone through this system that are positive. Like, Mm. we were so blessed, we were looked after, we were saved, we were da-da-da-da. This testimony of these North Koreans who were abused has totally thrown away the good that has been done. Mm. And obviously the Bible, you know, to the act of child abuse and, you know, hurting children. It says like, but it's tie a millstone around your neck. This is the words of Jesus. Mm. Throw yourself into the sea. Jesus mm. is very just and very mm. fair about, mm. you know, hurting those who were vulnerable. Oh, Absolutely. But it's so unfortunate to see that this was perpetrated by someone with such great, uh, with such such a great reputation amongst not only the Christian community, but the worldwide community as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Let's get into our next quiz question. Yeah, so question three. In the book Song of Solomon, chapter two, the woman compares herself to what flower of Sharon as well as the lily of the valley? So that question again in the book Song of Solomon, chapter two. So you've got a hint, you know where to go. The woman compares herself to what flower of Sharon as well as the lily of the valley. Mm. So, yeah, guys, 0491064669, going to the draw to win this awesome prize, Food as Medicine by Surad, a great cookbook, just as a general rule. Fantastic stuff. Again, that number, 0491064669. We have come to the interview section of the morning, and right now I've got sitting in front of me Pastor Adam Random and Clive Coutte joining us to give us some perspective on all things ministry, history, what's happened in the church throughout all time, and how God has led and blessed. But guys, thank you for 
coming on. Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, as you, the listener, can probably hear, we've got we've got some foreign tinges <laughs> in the accents. Where have you guys come over from? Come from England, actually. Yeah. We flew from England to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came from California. English accent, but I live in California right now. Ah, okay. So jet setting around the world, but here to humble Kurumbong to yeah. to spend some time. <laughs> Ah, that's so good. No, we are super blessed to have you on to get some perspective on the work that you guys are doing, uh, particularly presenting and looking at some of the amazing things that God has done throughout all history and particularly post uh, the time of Jesus Mm -hmm. and post the time of the Bible. But before I want to get into that, I want to get into you guys a little bit and who you are and what your journey has been up until this point. So maybe we start with you, Clive. Okay. (laughs) Clive Coutte, coming from California, but originally from the UK. What is your journey to to, to lineage, to the work of, you know, documenting church history and whatnot being? So um, I was actually reading The Great Controversy and um, one day and... um, I, I was trying to research some of the materials myself. Mm. Um, so I went online and I was looking at some resources that are available and I was mm. really frustrated because the stuff was either too long or really old. Mm. Um, and I wanted something that was short, straight to the point. Mm. Um, and I guess that book is what got my interest in church history in the first place. Um, and then I kind of left at the back of my head for a little while. And um, as we reached the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation or the year before that, mm. Um, myself and Adam had a conversation about this and it was kind of in passing. It was very flippant. Mm. Um, we were thinking of just doing some videos in England and before you knew it, England turned into Wales um, and Scotland. And then mm. before th- before you knew it, it was the whole of Europe. And then this whole project had just started up. Um, and initially it was just supposed to be some videos for our young people in our church. Um, we didn't expect it to be what it is yeah, today. Wow. Um, it was really more local that we were thinking. Um, but, you know, God has taken it to where we have imagined yeah that's powerful and for you adam i'm assuming so you said 500 years to me that calculates to about 2017 around yeah. that time it was in 2016 that clive talked to me he, mm. he didn't mention but he has a background in videography film production yeah. etc that was Amazing. what his degree was in so mm. he approached me and said would you like to make a couple of videos on mm. on church history we're just thinking as he said about five or six videos mm. and then our creative juices got going and i was like oh well we were releasing videos on our YouTube page on Mondays and Fridays. So we said, well, let's do one on Wednesdays and let's do mm. it for the whole year. Yeah, wow. And we kind of charted out a chronological series of the Reformation. So rather mm. than releasing something in October, we said, we'll do the whole year. And we did, and it just kind of... Just worked just worked out of there. And yeah, expanded, kind of expanded. snowballed from there. But it was, yeah. Yeah, and turned into, I, I'm assuming, the brand that we have today, you know, Lineage Journey and the work yeah. we're doing, you know, yeah, all yeah. around the world and, and whatnot. That, that's... That's fantastic. That's amazing. Now, I I want to know, like, what seeing that it started as like a weekly thing, mm-hmm. and now it's become like a very, you know, I, I would say a high production. You know, going a lot of different places and whatnot. Was was that like, like it started as like a weekly thing, and then just made that big jump, or it was, you know, what what was the the real motivation to go? Okay, we want to take this and make it something bigger than, um, than just a weekly series. I think the growth was always organic, even how the team, it started off with me and Clive, and then we just asked our friend, hey, do you want to come film with us? And do you want to come take pictures? And it was all organic. We had no money at the time. Yeah. We couldn't pay anyone or anything. We, <laughs> we were like, oh, just like, can you come? What can you, I'll, 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 you give your accommodation, I'll feed you. And that, that, that's yeah. kind of all we had. And so everyone that joined in the beginning was like really dedicated and committed and happy to do it for free. They were taking the holidays to do it and so on. Mm. And then even the growth, like in terms of translation into other languages or other mm. channels, picking it up and showing it, 
it was all organic. We never contacted anyone and said, hey, we got this product. Do you want it? Yeah, it wow. just, people contacted us and said, hey, we'd like to show it and things like that. So at the time, it was just a, a project of my ministry mm-hmm. when I was in England. But then it, yeah, it, it, we did the first series, which was on church history. Then we did the second series, which was another 50 videos. And then we had the idea to go back and do a series on the Bible. So I guess we had ideas. And then little by little, we got the funding or the resources yeah. or the things to able, enable it to happen. And and as that happened, it encourages, well, if if the Lord's providing resources here, the, the Lord's opening the door there, then we'll just keep walking through those doors as mm. as they open. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, at the time when that started, you were working as a local church pastor? Uh, youth director. Youth director. So within the conference, I was working responsible for young people yeah okay yeah. looking after young people at the time and uh, well that that's kind of the dots are lining up for me then of like yeah, so oh, i yeah, wanted to make a resource because a lot of young people don't read yeah books they can read but they don't read so i thought mm. well if we can convert the written material into a video format yeah well that they can watch then maybe they'll go read afterwards but at least we're trying to speak to them in the language of today mm. and convert written matter into into visual matter and so that was kind of the motivation now we find it's picked up by not just young people, by older people and children and, and all ages. But that was our original motivation, original desire to reach that demographic. Yeah, And, and the style of the videos was kind of built on that as well mm. because we really wanted to uh, have as little information as possible but make it as artistic as possible to grab people's attention. Mm. So uh, it was really important for us to make them really short and concise. Mm. People are always like, why didn't you do like really long videos because we want to know more information? Well, it was really for a younger audience who... Mm aren't used to long content like that unless they're watching movies. And it's actually like built for social media. So yeah. you know, yeah. the, the very fast at the beginning is designed to try and stop people scrolling as opposed to a slow movie-like introduction. Mm. So it kind of was built for that and on that platform as well. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, as well, I'm thinking short content. The other benefit of that is uh, a reduction in budget, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, then, so then it, it gives you the ability to, to have a higher production value for you know, a uh, shorter True. amount of time True. and brings people in. So you started in that kind of space. Obviously now it's, you know, built out and some of the videos that Lineage and whatnot are, mm-hmm. are putting out and, and the, the series is uh, uh, becoming more layered and more in, in length and whatnot. And that, to me, I'm just thinking, okay, that's corresponding with, yeah, the influence that it has. Now it's as a brand and has that support and whatnot. In terms of expanding, like what's the kind of team that you're working with now to produce it's not these? It's that big a team. It's a... pretty much the same team actually that we started in 2017. With. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, we, we, we like our crew. We're yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, we, we've gone into other areas, we, but mm. I mean, initially myself and Adam was the one that kind of co-founded and started it. And then as we started adding people, Mm. But we've probably got about 11 or 12, 10 10. 10 solid people who are part of the team. And, you know, we're the ones that make the decisions and plan what we're doing next Mm. and accountable to each other. But, um, yeah, we haven't really expanded much out of that maybe in the future. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is fantastic because the perspective can often be, I think, maybe the the dark stain that Christian history has had, particularly when we mm, think true. of Europe and the Middle Ages and whatnot, people think of Christianity and their mind immediately goes to, oh, the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages, that was all the, or, you know, the, the Inquisition or something like this. And obviously those things were happening, but the amazing thing that you guys are bringing out of that is like, oh, that was actually persecution towards, yeah, yeah. towards God. Like God was actually faithful through those times and through those moments and, and he had his faithful people standing around him. Another That's thing beautiful. is a lot of people from their school days, like mm. secondary school or primary school, particularly secondary school, had this idea that history is boring. Yeah. 
Like, oh, history, that's boring. Mm. And, and, and the way it's taught many times is boring. It's like memorize mm. this day, this event. And what we try and do is make it relevant. So there's always try and make a lesson that applies to today. Mm. And so we can look at the past, but then see, oh, that's still, that still applies to my life today. And it still has a relevance. It's, it's not just an abstract story, mm. but I can connect that story with my life and see what I can learn from that as well. Mm. So it's informational, but practical is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Informational, but practical history, mm-hmm. which is powerful. And I think I can reflect on myself. You know, I, I grew up as a secular young Australian going to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And I shared very much the experience similar to, to my fellow classmates and people who I talked to today who were like, Oh, what's your experience with Christianity? They're like, I grew up going to a Catholic school and I, I real, I know that Christianity is not for me. And then it's mm-hmm. like, why? And it's like, Oh, well, because of, and then, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, it's something re- scandalous regarding church history, mm-hmm. maybe either here in Australia, overseas mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, or it's, Oh, religion class and religious history is, is boring and whatnot. But, uh, that that was the big step for me that I took in my own journey of faith was realizing that wow, like God is working throughout this history, and that makes it exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and exactly. so, yeah, reflecting that through video, that's that's beautiful. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah, for for young people, for a generation of people who maybe uh, unfortunately because of a lack of reading, where the real power is, like we, is. you know. And I love you mentioned the great controversy in the beginning, like a book that packs so much punch of like wow, look at God working throughout this history. It's like, hey, how can we put this on display to a generation of people who, we, we you know, we want to see young people take those steps towards being able mm-hmm. to read, you know, not that they can't read, but wanting to read and wanting to dig into this history. Enthusiastic about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But giving them a launch off point with, you know, some cool British guys going, <laughs> hey, check this out. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. From here, you know, uh, if you've, gone over the reformation if you've gone you know over some of the key biblical events and mm-hmm. whatnot where are you wanting to take your next step good question there's a couple of projects we have coming up one of them this year we're going to be filming a series because we did do the reformation but of mm. the 49 episodes we did 48 of them were about men ah okay or yeah or about men mm. so <laughs> we're going to go back and do another series on the reformation Mm. And we're going to do a whole series on women, yeah, women of Christian history. And so that is kind of a niche in a sense because not many people mm. cover that. So that's one thing we're going to do this year. We also have probably a series on missionary work as well. We're going to look at mission, famous missionaries in Africa, India, um, Asia, South America. Mm. How did the Christian faith go there? Or was there a Christian faith before the mm. missionaries got there that was kind of in the culture oh, already? Huge. Yeah. So we're going to look at some of those stories. And we also have some exciting projects. We can't say too much. Oh. But we have some exciting projects coming up with VR. Oh, okay. We're looking at branching into that whole whole world with V. Okay, my imagination yeah. is running wild in that. I, I'm <laughs> I'm thinking putting me into one of these Reformation scenes and being able to look around. That's that's yeah. that's where my mind something is going. Like that. Something like that. Yeah, we we're can't say too much. Like, but, yeah. Ah, <laughs> okay, Empires okay. Of the Bible, that kind of stuff where you tour through Jerusalem or oh. things like this. Yeah. That's powerful, guys. This is so exciting. So it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Mm. And then I think the last thing Adam didn't mention is um, the series that we have right now. We've kind mm. of gone. It started with the with re- me reading the Great Controversy, mm. but right now we're doing a series where we have uh, an episode for each chapter of the GC mm. um, coming out or already out. So I think we just launched chapter twenty nine. So we have a few more weeks left of that series, um, mm. and every Friday 
or I should say Saturday for you guys because of the time difference, we have a new episode that comes out on the Great Controversy. Oh, that's powerful, guys. Going through church history, seeing how God has worked through faithful people throughout all time. Amazing. Well, I guess I just want to, as we close off and finish up, I want to really ask, how can we access this information? How can we access your guys' resources and the work that you're doing? We have a website that's called www.lineagejourney.com and that same handle, Lineage Journey, is across all the social media platforms. So you can watch the videos on the website and there's a lot of articles on the website as well that accompany the videos that give you more reading in depth. But our YouTube page is Lineage Journey, our mm. Instagram is Lineage Journey, our Twitter is Lineage Journey, our Facebook is Lineage Journey. Mm. So that's kind of our handle. So you can either just watch direct on YouTube or go to the website and watch the videos there. And all the videos are there, you know, and there's different languages there. On our website, we have a, a page called Languages, which shows the languages it's been translated into or dubbed into as well. So mm. if any of your listeners are speaking other languages, they can find those there as well on the website. Ah, and as well as that, we... um. We have some resources available as well. So mm-hmm. we have uh, two coloring books for kids that has like a detailed story, a QR code to our website where they can watch the video. Mm. And we also have a study guide. We, t- we took the 48 episodes that we did for season one and we made almost like a textbook with loads of nice images and um, discussion questions. So if you're in a study group, you can discuss this as a, as a team and how, how see how some of these stories apply to you biblically. Um, and so you can buy that and again, QR code to the website where there's more information and, and videos and stuff like that. Um, and that's available on off our website. Um, we are shipping to Australia. Mm. Um, we have someone over here. One of our team members is actually um, living in Melbourne. So she yeah, shout out Suki. Yeah, yeah so, doing an amazing uh, right. job. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that stuff is available. So yeah, check out our website, lineagejourney.com. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Faith FM. And of course, you can get on to us at 0491-064-669 and we can point you those directions. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thanks, for having us. Thanks very Good much. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.